Welcome to our Panini. This is Saratoga Best. We are finishing off Yom Tov Rosh Hashanah's Tafresh from Vav about when Shabbos, when Rosh Hashanah starts on Shabbos, and this is the last installment, and we are going to figure it out. And of course, as we said before, it has everything to do with what's going to be happening this year, and we want to kind of piece it together. So, um, we're going to take it step by step and, and piece together what are we doing here and how does it all fit together. There's a godly light that animates the world within every object in the world, and let's say, and we're going to refer to it as Mamali Kol'amin, the godliness that animates the world. So every little tree, every tree that you look at is not sustained on its own, but it's sustained by the godliness within it. Good. What is the name to this sustaining energy called Mimale Kalamin? Now, what's the problem with Mimale Kalamin? Imagine if you would ha- were to have the job. There are two jobs given out. One is the job of, we'll say the fancy language, Saivis Kalamin, the other one is Mimale Kalamin. We talked about it yesterday. Meaning what? There's a light that's from outside the world, higher than the rules of nature that animates the world. It's the one that creates miracles. So, you know, maybe you need a certain, maybe you need, you're going somewhere and you need your passport by tomorrow. And um, according to the rules of nature, you will have it within two weeks. What are you going to do? So if you, if you are using the energy of, so to speak, depending on the energy of what's called Mimalekol Amin, the godliness that animates the world here, then this light makes sure that things keep on working the way they're, according to the laws of nature. The laws of nature say you need a passport. No, this time of year, every year, all the people would come from Eretz Yisrael, and everyone for Tishrei, and everyone would have another visa miracle story. So let's use theirs. They would have another visa, visa miracle story. They finally got the money together to come to the Rebbe for Tishrei, and as they're about, as they're packing their suitcase, and you hear these stories in the hundreds, they realize that their, their visa or their passport has expired. Now, the rules of the country are, it takes this many days, this many weeks, to be given a visa and a passport. That is called the energy of Mamale Kalamin. The light that fills the world makes it such that there are rules according to which the world works. You need to wait two, two, two weeks. Sir, I cannot wait two weeks for my passport. I want to go to be by the Rebbe, and two weeks will take me to Sukkot, and I will miss Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. You have to give me my passport now. And he says in Hebrew, no way, Jose. We're working with Mamale Kalamin, the light that fills the world. Now, the light of, the light of sight of Kalamin, that godly light that surrounds the world from outside, it's not working inside the laws of nature. It, it has the ability, it's given permission, so to speak, grants permission to break the laws of nature, adjust them temporarily, you know, bypass them, 
all that stuff. It goes outside of the laws of nature. So that's when a person says, I need my passport and my visa now to get there before Rosh Hashanah. It's Tuesday. Rosh Hashanah is Friday night. I'm coming from Israel. They told me two weeks. From a point of view of Mamalek Al-Amin, I'm not getting there for Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. From a point of view of Saivis Al-Amin, that's the energy that go, is outside of the laws of nature. So to speak, it's a joke over there in Saivis Al-Amin. What do you care about the laws of nature? So, and there are stories in the hundreds every year of the passport and visa miracles. Good. Okay. So, if that's the case, then, would you want to have the job of being the Malik al-Amin? The light that animates a world that is so dark and concealed and full of problems. From the point of view of the Malik al-Amin, that's why, let's say, Hani was told she can't get here until Sukkot. So that means that if you had the job of being the Malik al-Amin, You'd be a very hungry light, extremely hungry light. Why? On that. Right? So it would be, it's a very hungry type of light because it's animating a world that's just always full of problems all the time, all the time, all the time. Hungry for some illumination. It's dark. Life is dark in this world. We're hungry for some godly illumination. So that means that mamalikal almond, if it's hungry, what do you do when you're hungry? You grab food from the refrigerator. Why do they say don't go shopping when you're hungry? Because you're going to grab whatever you see off the shelf. You intend to pay for it. But you're basically going to grab at things that you normally wouldn't grab at. Why? You're hungry. You're just going to pull things down off the shelf. You know, you see um, five different kinds of chips. You know, the sweet potato chips and the taro chips and the this chips and the jack. And you're starving and you just pull three of them down and with salt, without salt, sea salt, no salt. And, you, and it's on sale and you try different brands. You just pull them, pull one after another down off the shelf because you're hungry. And it feels like it will fill your lack. Okay. So why am I saying all of this? Because we come down into this world, in souls into bodies, so that we should be able to pull the essence of Hashem, Atmos Arinsah, the infinite light, down here. Which part of we, what do you mean we, pale face, which part of we pulls this down, infinite light, Atmos Arinsah, down here into this world? Mamalikal Almon, it's hungry. It pulls things off the shelves. It pulls things off the shelves. So, um, um, okay. So, Okay. I think I can't have them both plugged in at the same time. So it's hungry and it pulls things off the shelf. Um, 
questions, I think I'm just a must. Sorry. Okay, we don't know if, if any of this was recorded or how it worked, but we'll just assume that everything worked out really well. So we're essentially talking about, whether it was recorded or not, we're essentially talking about Numalikal Amin, the light that animates the world, that takes into account the laws of nature as a hungry light. It's a very hungry light. It's going to pull stuff down because, just like you said, just like when we're hungry and we go to the store, we'll pull things off the shelves intending to pay for them, but we're hungry. We attract with our hunger, our emptiness, stuff that we feel will fill it up. Down here in the world, in the Malikal Almond, the, the, the natural light, the light that animates the world, it will pull down the, it will pull into this world osmos or insight, the infinite light. Why? So that it should come down here. Okay. And even more, we want to pull. So here we are in this world. We want to pull the infinite light down into this world. That's it? Anything more? Mm. Yeah, there's more. So what's more than that? What's more than that is um, we want to pull it into ourselves and make it very mystic. We want to pull it into ourselves. So okay. So let's, we're going to make this um, very practical, uh, extremely practical. So, sorry, we're going to make it extreme, we're going to make this extremely practical. What does that mean? <clears throat> Today's the first day that I plugged in two, what is going on? I plugged in two different, um, a microphone to record. Something's going wrong. A microphone to record and a headset at the same time. And the question is, did it, you know, did it record? Did it not record? So what's that all about? Okay. So, hmm. Wow. Okay, one second. What's that all about? I think I'm just going to switch microphones here. Today's an experiment. Okay, so if it's crackly, it's crackly. If it's not, it's not. If it's crackly, please people speak up and tell me that it's crackly. Okay, I'm using a perfect example. Okay, according to the laws of nature, there's a pretty good chance that I messed up this recording. You know, either with the crackling or the this or the two microphones, whatever it is. According to Mamaleko Almin, Oh, no, I bet it didn't come out right, and uh, what am I going to do? According to Saivik Ko'almin, what do you mean? Let's just make a decision. Let's make a decision that the recording will come out good. According to Mamali Ko'almin, you have to hang up, then you have to listen to the recording, and if you test it, and if it didn't come out good, it didn't come out good, what are you going to do? And according to Saivik Ko'almin, decide what you want, I guess, and make a decision, it's just somehow miraculously going to come out well recorded. See those two different energies. 
So, Sreyvet Kol'amun is not such a hungry any energy because the fact is it, it's a much more off, upbeat way to live. Yeah, I'm sure it'll work out. Doesn't make any sense. You plug in two things. Yeah, it'll work out. You'll see. That, by the way, if anybody says they don't hear me properly, please let me know. And then at least that's something. So Sreyvet Kol'amun is not a very hungry energy. It's, 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 it's like it's living in a luminous type of reality. Life is upbeat. It's optimistic. You messed up. You can fix it up. Everything will work out. Don't worry. Hashem will make miracles. It's fine. The Malikal Amun is much more hungry. In this dark world where every single thing is a problem, you go to do a shear and you figure out, think that you figured out the solution with one headset and one microphone and the solution and, and it comes out worse than even before with all the complications of cross lines this world is a hungry world, hungry for some light and some upbeat optimism. So that's why Sreyvet Kalamin, it's a place where kind of miracles happen all the time. You can kind of get what you need and get the miracles you need in Sreyvet Kalamin. It feels upbeat. It doesn't need the infinite light or insights that much because it's in pretty good shape as it is. You know, sometimes you ever go to those Chinese auctions and, you know, really rich people win all the expensive prizes. It's a joke. You know what I'm saying? They win the pearl necklace. They have a hundred pearl necklaces at home. They win, you know, they, it's a, the poor people come home with nothing. And the rich people seem to win all the prizes. Eh, you drop in the bucket for them. So. For Sayyid Kalamin, it's anyway an upbeat energy where there are miracles possible despite how you want things to work. Mamali Kalamin in this world where, where every step of the way is a struggle, what we need to do is pull down the infinite light, our aim sight. That's what we're here to do. Nobody could do it except for us. Pull some infinity into such a finite Dark, dark, limited world. We need some infinity to breathe. You know, like, give me some fresh air. Some infinite light, our insight. Of Atmos, Atmos, our insight. So that's what we do. And we, as the Jewish people, Neshamas, in body, our Neshama is from that infinite light. It's more, understands that infinite light. And your body is so limited. Oh, I, I drank this. I don't feel well. I ate that. I don't. Million things. That's where you, you have, you're part of both worlds. And you want to pull that infinite light down here and not only bring it down, then pull it into yourself. And it becomes painless. And you become an expression, a walking expression of infinity in which everything feels possible. And everything becomes possible to you, even in all your limitations. So, um, it says in Dibir Echayim, Yom Tefshel Rosh Hashanah, Tafresh Nun Tef, of the Rebbe Rashab also. So how do we, he's talking about this. So how are we pulling this infinite light into the world, into such a light that's so stuck and finite? Return mitzvah. Because when we do them, what do, what do the Jewish people do? We bring down Atmos Orientized into the world. We said that. That's why it says, Bresh is Bariyavikim, the Hashem created the world for you. 
Bishvil Yisrael. Rashis. Shinikur Rashis. We're called Rashis. And Bishvil Tyrus Shinikur Rashis. We're the first fruit. The Tyrus is the first fruit. So the world was created for both of us. And by what we do, when we, the, the first fruit, interact with Torah, the first fruit in this world, then what do we bring down? Much greater light into the world, which is called We reveal the infinite light that normally doesn't fit into this world. Nobody else can squeeze it into this world. Hashem himself, when he sends this light down into the world, it's kind of too strong for the world. We're the only ones who can fit it in. Our, and we do it through our mitzvahs. We somehow sneak in this infinite light into the world. And so, um, as it says, that through every single mitzvah is mitzvah is created a oneness, a unity between Hashem and the creation. And bringing down our insects, this infinite light into these worlds, which is, wow, to do that. Who could do that? You can do that. It's through your mitzvahs. As it says, Hashem says, go in my ways and I will give you all the things you need to do these mitzvahs. Your job is here to interact with Tyra and my job is to create the means through which you can do it, says Hashem. Um, and what is this all telling us? It's called, telling us about Hamshachas Ruchnim of Orientaf Kind of fancy words. Spiritual, bringing down our insight, again, into these physical worlds. This fancy words for saying, bringing that infinite light into a finite world, into a place where it would seem like it doesn't belong. Okay, so just finishing off, talking about in this world where Mamalikal Amen, where the light of Hashem fills the world in such a way that it's so concealed, and we're saying it's a hungry world. We are hungry. At this point, we're not hungry for, for understanding. We're desperate for understanding. We're so starved in this world, especially in the year 2020. If there was ever a year in history when we were starved for desperate and starved for something to hang on to, that makes the whole thing make sense, this is the year. The year of 2020 vision, but it's hindsight. Vision is, hindsight is 2020 or however, however they say. If you look back after it's way gone and you look back and then it makes sense while you're in the middle of it, oh my goodness, you have no idea what is happening because we're starving for some piece of Anything to hang on to that will enable us to understand what in the world is, what in the world is going on. So, and, and, and we can say essentially that's where everybody's up to. You know, that's why people listen to classes and this and that and shiurim and because people are just desperate to have some, in, in a world where everything, where Hashem is so concealed at this point and He's revealing Himself through miracles. He's peeking through the cracks. But, but on the other hand, for every miracle that he creates, which is amazing, he creates another concealment where you know, another weird event. 
that makes us wonder how in the world does this fit into the whole picture? And at, for us as specific, how does this piece of the chaos in the world and the elections and the craziness, how does this fit into the whole picture of Mashiach's coming? And so we're just like starving people, desperate, thirsty, parched, starving, desperate people looking for some ray of understanding and some dewdrop, some droplets of water to fall in and just, you know, uh, just like, ah, yeah, like satisfy, satisfy your, your, your need to understand the whole thing and for, for life to just fall into place. Oh, right. I understand it all. That kind of thing. So, um, um, so we're going to end off with this. Um, the the whole reason that Hashem wants to be in this world and how He wants to do it is He wants us, the Yidden, to draw Atmos Arinkseif down, down, down here so that it should become Orpini. He wants us to take the most expansive light of His very essence and bring it all the way down, 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 down into this world in a way that it becomes so totally integrated by us and by every single molecule in the world that everything finally goes from being desperately empty and hungry and and dark and concealed to luminous and totally satisfied, saturated, nourished, nurtured, and with godliness and godly understanding. So, And that's why it says, and we're the ones who get the job to do it. That's why it says, Bracious Bariel Akim, the, the, the world was created for Bracious for two races, for the, the, the Yid who was called Yisrael that are called Bracious, and Tyra is called Bracious. So we were given a world in which we connect with Tyra, and, and obviously Mitzvahs, to fill up fill up all these empty, this empty chaotic world with real truth and godly light. In the Malik al-Amin, to bring Asmus Arinthas, essentially. So, um, and we'll end off with this. And therefore, um, um, what we have here is uh, a question, and th- this is the question that we'll end off with here. The question is the name Yudke Vavke Havaya. Remember, that's from above the world. When we're in the world, how is Hashem showing Himself? Elohim. And when He's showing Himself in nature, oh boy, I don't know what's going on here. When He's above the world, He expresses Himself as Yudke Vavke. How come? When he, in many, many places in Cairo, Hashem signed his name, so to speak, with the name Havaya. It says, um, partially different places with, with, um, when we say Shema, Ani Havaya Lekechem, or Ani Havaya Loshinisi, or different places. He signs his name with the name Havaya. The name Avaya is such a cryptic name. We're not even allowed to say it. We're not allowed to pronounce it the way it is. So why is he signing his name with with that? Why is he signing things with that name? Sign with the name that we understand. So we have some visibility. We're 
overdosing on no visibility. We don't understand what's going on. And the fact is that this name, Yud K Vav K, seems to, I'm going to say seems to, according to my limited understanding from this Mimus, denote the four steps that are always the four steps that when a brand new light and a brand new idea comes down into the world, they always go through these four steps. Again, when a brand new idea and a brand new, massive, massively brand new idea and a massively brand new light come down into the world, it will always go through four steps. Now, again, I'll tell you the four steps in a second. What is the massively brand new light? Every year, at the end of the year, it says, you know, the light that animates the world, the godly light that animates the world from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. The Sashan says God's eyes are upon the land of Israel from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. The Alter Rebbe says in Tanya. Why doesn't the Alter Rebbe say God's eyes are upon the land always? Why from the beginning to the end? The beginning to the end means always. And the answer is that there's a godly light that animates the world from the beginning of the year and then it leaves, gone, done, goodbye, never to be seen again. And then on Rosh Hashanah, by Shifer blowing, a brand new light that never was before ever is drawn down into the world through Shifer blowing. Brand new, brand new, brand new light. And it will animate the year, the, the world for a whole year till the end. So whatever light has been animating the year Tough Shin Pei in 2020, it, it recedes, it goes away, it's gone, it will be gone forever. At the last, in the last moment, I think when we, maybe when we light candles, I'm not sure. In the last moment of this year, Eric Rosh Hashanah, it goes away. Done. It did its job for a year. And it certainly must have done a good job because we had the craziest year ever. So it must have been a very high light. It's going to leave. We're going to be sent down a whole brand new light. Thank God. Hope it's less crazy. I mean, we want a good light. So, you know, if it has to be crazy, it has to be crazy as long as we want good things. A whole brand new light is going to come down, as far as I understand, on Rosh Hashanah, as far as I understand, when the Nasi Adar, the Maishra being of the generation, the shaifer blowing, boom, it comes down into the world. Okay? But with shaifer blowing in the morning, it comes down into the world. What's, what do we do that we're not blowing shaifer this year? I guess we're going to find that out tomorrow on the next day. But we know one thing. There's going to be a brand new light drawn down into the world this Rosh Hashanah. Very high light. Very powerful light. You're just going higher from Tavshin Pei. The Tavshin Pei Aleph, you're going to a higher light. It's a quality of light that's going to be drawn down as it was. It never was before, way higher than any other year before. That's, that's a given. That's a guarantee. But we said when a brand new light is coming down into the world, it will always go through four stages. What are the four stages? Four stages that correspond to good and hay and love and hay. Which is why Hashem always often finds his name, Anihavvaya. It's four stages of a new light coming into the world. The Yud is a contraction of the Chachma. The He is an expansion. The Vav is pulling down. 
and then the last hay is another expansion. And I'm going to give a thought, and I cannot say that it's correct, but I am only going to connect it to laundry, and I do not vouch for it. It's just a thought. But, but if you have a laundry chute in your house, and it goes from the third floor, and it goes all the way to the basement, and the washing machine is in the basement, so, and they, they say the chute is, or the, the laundry lady is only here to collect the laundry a certain amount of time during the day. So at some point she says, okay, I'm here, send the laundry down now. What do you do? A house full of like laundry in, you have 10 different bedrooms. Let's say it's a Chabad house. In the Chabad house where we stay sometimes, they have such a sheet. Right, and all the people who stayed in all the places, all the rooms for Shabbos, they all have to collect their laundry. You have to take all this laundry and squeeze it all, and you can only send it down in a sheet one time, let's say. You have to contract all that laundry, all those sheets and pillowcases and all that into one tight ball, because otherwise it's not going to fit in the sheet. And there's no other way to get the laundry down. So you have to you squeeze it all, and you roll it in a ball, and all of that. And that's, I guess, the contraction, like the yud, the contraction of the yud kevavke. And what's the hay? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm going to say maybe. You want to make the hay is expansion. It's not enough to just make sure you 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 squeeze it all into a ball. You want to make sure you get everything in there. So it's it's nice if you squeeze it all into a little ball. But then afterwards they find out, oh my goodness, they left out four pillowcases here and there, and now, they didn't get washed, you know. So it's, it, it wasn't enough to just make sure you squeeze it all into a little ball to get it in the chute. You want to make sure you get everything into that ball of laundry. Don't leave out five pillowcases. And then they have no pillowcases for the next Sabbath when people come. Because nothing was, they weren't washed. So squeeze it all into one ball. A good, a contraction. And then, hey, expand it. Like, make sure you, you know, like, look at, like, get everything in there. Make sure it includes, this is just my thought. I can't promise you I'm right. It's like I'm right about laundry. I just can't promise you I'm right about laundry. The hay maybe, maybe, maybe corresponds to check to make sure everything's included in that ball of laundry. Don't leave anything out, you know. Make sure it involves all the details, you know, the expansion of the bina. And then you've got it in that ball. Send it down the chute, push it really hard and go zoop, like the vub, all the way to the bottom, down to the basement from the third floor. And then the last hay, yodke vavke, is expansion. They take that ball of laundry, they open it up, and they empty it, they like fill the whole basement with it. She puts dark stuff in this pile, and light stuff in this pile, and wash and wear here, and heavy towels over there. And you go down to the basement eventually and say, where did all this stuff come from? She said, that was the ball of laundry that you sent me. All of this stuff, a whole basement from one ball of laundry? She said, yeah, when you open it all up and you put it into piles and all of that. And after, let's say, you washed it and, you know, you want to lay it out and dry it properly. It's a lot of stuff. Wow, so much stuff in one ball of laundry? Yeah. So with the laundry, we understand. The yud, you know, contract it. Hey, you know, make sure you got everything into it. You know, add all the pieces. Look, send it down the chute, and then, hey, open it up and put it in all the, wa- the washing machines and the dryers. So when a brand-new light comes into the world, it goes through these stages of contract, 
expand, send down, and then open up once you sent it down through the chute, down into the world from the higher world from our insight. Remember, we're getting a light this year. That it has to be, that, that is from Atmos or insect, and it's going to come all the way down into the world, and Hashem begging us to not just receive it, which is a whole job, not just receive it, not just make ourselves available to receive it, but integrate it, work with it, create it into systems of living so that it becomes orkmini, deeply integrated life for everybody. It's not just an idea they learn in a mimer, but it's, it becomes their basic life. That's what Hashem is begging us to do. Make this stuff real for everybody. So that if they're approaching weight loss, they're going to do weight loss according to the brand new ideas in Tyra that are coming down. Not just stom, but everything, every area of life should be permeated, should reflect this brand new light in a way that Weight loss and how to measure your shoe size and all the everyday stuff should be done according to the new system of the new light that's going to come into the world. And it's doable. It's doable through the four steps of contract it, make sure everything's in there, send it down into the world. Hashem, contract it, make sure everything's in there. He also has to give us the enzymes to, to, to digest it. You know, make sure when he's contracting this brand new light, he has to put in the enzymes that when it, this light comes to us, we'll be able to digest it, do something with it. We're not going to say, I don't know what Hashem has in mind, but I can't relate to it. He needs to put in enough enzymes and enough tools into this brand new light that we will be able to open it up and expand it, integrate it, learn about it, understand it, make sense of it, and make it ours and transform our lives and the world through it. The yud, the hey, the vav, the hey. Contract it, make sure everything's in it, send it down into the world, and then open it up and, and start to use it. That's the process that will be happening for this Rosh Hashanah. And all of this comes through, yud ke vav ke is the basis of every mitzvah. Baruch atah yud ke vav ke elokeinu melech ha'elam asher so, and, and great wealth of light in general and in more specific is brought down into the world. And so, um, and we'll end off with um, this shame Havaya, this brand new shame Havaya that comes from Atmos or Insight, just like in Martin Tyra, we said, Hashem said, Anaisi Havaya, Yukke the four steps, the four stages. I am who I am. I will be who I will be. Meaning that the level of Atmos Orin Saif that's completely above nature, completely above everything, that's so high and huge and lofty that what do we do with it? But we want it because it's, 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 it's what we need for Mashiach. It's the basis of Mashiach. It should come down to become Habaya Elotecha, such a massive light of Geula and Mashiach. The light of Mashiach should come all the way down, sent to us by Hashem, arouse, re-arousing the desire in Hashem to want to do it. Hashem sends us the light. He said, get me in the mood. Okay. 
So we do what, all of what we do in Rosh Hashanah to arouse in him the desire to send that light down. And then he says, now I send it down. Catch it and make, make it Havaya Lekecha. Make it a Shem Havaya Chadash, a brand new Shem Havaya. Don't just take it. Make it into something. I'm sending something brand new. Make it into a brand new world. And it's called Elokecha. Because through you, through the, the Yiddish and the Shamas, we bring this down through Tyre and Mitzvah and we create a world that's brand new. So what, has, what, 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 what the Rebbe is saying is that a new world, a new light is being drawn down, a new world is being drawn down, and, and he's begging us to take the, take the bundle of laundry and run with it. Take the ball and run. Take the light that he's arousing him the desire to send down this new light. Take the new light. Work with it. Do mitzvahs and integrate it and make this world a brand new world. He'll do his part to make this this year, this coming year, a brand new world, a brand new year with a brand new world and brand new energy, and so should we. And Mitzvah will find ourselves in this brand new world doing all of this. Or Chadash, new light, new world, new reality, new everything in the base, in the brand new, brand new us, brand new experience of Hashem, brand new experience of Tyra, and may it be immediately now. We should all have Hashem, the Tuba, Mirva, Nigla, good and every single way.